the last word on business. With Fitzgerald Power, providing tailored accounting services to meet your business's needs. Fitzgeraldpower.ie Ian Guider, columnist with the Business Post, is with us. And recently we had the public sector trade unions getting a deal off the government 9 to 12% depending on the circumstances. So what are the unions saying that private sector workers should be looking for from their employers? Evening, Matt. Well, the Irish Congress of Trade Unions telling its individual member unions that when they are going into negotiations with private sector companies in the coming months on pay agreements, that they should be looking for anywhere between 4 and 6% pay rises for workers, but also concentrating on non-pay measures as well. If you look at last year's pay data, most people out there got a pay rise of just under 4%. It depended on what sector you were in and also whether you you are governed by one of these regional employment orders or sectoral employment orders where it's mandated between workers and companies what pay you get. But that is ahead of inflation. Inflation has fallen, Matt, to it's somewhere around 3% right now or just under 3%. But what the Irish Congress of, Congress of Trade Unions are telling them telling unions is, well, you should be seeking an element of catch-up because the rates of increase over the last number of years haven't kept pace with a rate of inflation. So you should be looking at getting some money that you should have got in previous years when you sit down with companies. And on the non-pay side, what they are telling individual unions is when you're going into negotiations with companies, look for increased sick pay, increased holiday pay, more pension rights, and also shorter working hours. I have heard over the last number of weeks, and I think you had Ibeck on about this, that the non-pay costs that are being built in by the government, Ibeck came out and criticised them. So all of the things such as mandatory sick pay, the auto-enrollment of pensions, the increase in PRSI charges, all of that is hitting companies who are quite happy to pay up in sectors where they have job vacancies and where they need to keep skilled workers. But if you're in one of the parts of the economy right now that is suffering, hospitality is doing quite bad at, at the moment, Matt, lots of those employers are saying, we can't afford it because our costs are going up so much. Now, Johnny Rowland, the property developer, has often complained about not being allowed to build up high enough in the Dublin Docklands. Is he finally going to get his wish? Uh, he may do. So a company controlled by Johnny Ronan, the Sunday Times reporting yesterday, is to submit planning permission for a 17-storey building in the North Docklands in Dublin in the IFSC. It's an existing building that's the headquarters of Citigroup. They're moving their HQ, their Irish HQ, a few hundred metres down in the Docklands to another building that Johnny Ronan is putting up for them. But in the replacement site for the Citigroup uh, site, what they're saying is that it's an existing eight-storey building. Johnny Ronan wants to go up to as high as 17 storeys across four different blocks. Now, you're right, Johnny Ronan and Dublin City Council have been locked over the last couple of years into many legal battles about several buildings, he, several sites and buildings he's put up in Dublin City's Docklands. One of them, Matt, was the Salesforce Tower, where there was plenty legal battles back and forth about whether he could put up an extra couple of floors on the building. He didn't do in the end. But hopefully I'm somebody that's always in favour of having higher buildings, particularly office blocks in the IFSC and that do- do- South and North Docklands area. We do need to go up a little bit yeah, in this but, city yeah. otherwise we'll go, end up going out further. I agree entirely. The only problem is who would be the tenant now when you have so many vacant office blocks around Dublin? If he was to build it, would he build it without having a guaranteed tenant in place before starting on the work? 
I think what a lot of things that are happening in the city right now of these speculative developments that don't have a tenant signed up in advance is, well, lots of the existing office space, Matt, is not very environmentally sustainable. That there are all sorts of issues around energy usage, around water usage, light usage, and all of these things make it more compelling for companies that rather than refit offices to move to new buildings. So this tower, or it's one of four towers going up, it'll be between 9 and 17 stories. It will be offices, but he also says they'll be putting in some restaurants and also some arts and cultural spaces in it but I think if you're somebody in the market for a HQ building you're looking at the big banks, financial services companies and the professional services firms are more likely to be future tenants Okay and finally super value in the news a lot recently because of Parky Cueve and Cork but it seems to be offering new products and services to its customers such as uh, financial services. This is something I found interesting in Ireland that a lot of the big multiple, the retailers, the supermarket chains don't offer banking and financial services products where they're pretty standard in the UK. Tesco sold off its banking arm to Barclays last week, but we haven't seen in Ireland any of the big supermarket chains set up financial services. SuperValue a couple of years ago started to sell home and car insurance and said it has around 50,000 customers. Well, today it's announcing an expansion of its financial services products. So it's going to be offering life insurance and also mortgage protection products. It's teamed up with a company called Royal London, which is a financial services company. So these products will be available in the next couple of weeks and you'll get a 15% discount. So it's competing on price and the company is saying that it has a plan to grow from those 50,000 customers to 70,000 customers across insurance and, and various other things. And I think it's interesting, Matt, as I said, all of the UK supermarkets Marks and Spencer, Sainsbury's, Tesco all have significant banking arms offering mortgages, term loans, various other things. We just haven't seen the Irish retailers do it, which is surprising given the amount of customers they have. And also, Matt, all the data they have on you as well. That would be a treasure trove just to sell you all sorts of different products. Thank you very much, Ian Guider from the Business Post. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today.